Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Lock and Key Unlocked, a podcast about the lock and key on Netflix, as well as the comic books by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. I'm Alex. Yeah, I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Lock and Key Season 3, Episode 5, Siege. So Uh. if you haven't... If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Spoilers, ho. But after the reveal that Bodie has been taken over by Dodge in the previous episode, the Locke family is on to her. But it is mere moments before Captain Frederick Gideon and his team invade the house, the siege of the title. And by the end, everybody is in trouble. Everybody is hurt. Bodie is gone. Vanished. (laughs) Vanished. poof. And Gideon has opened the demon portal right in the middle of Key House. So things are basically as bad as they possibly can be. And it's just all up, up, up from here. I mean, this feels this feels like a a penultimate episode. And we've got three more. Yeah. Uh, When the portal started to open, I looked down. I was like, how much time is left? Oh, my God. We're really getting into this. But also, like. Do it outside of a really nice older house. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. open up a portal. You know, there's a lot of land out there. Yeah. You know Go mean? outside and play, Gideon. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I always tell my kids. Hey, kids, if you're going to open up a portal, do it outside. Do it outside. Yeah. Exactly. Daddy's got his I, drinking I love- TV time. Daddy's got to watch Lock and Key over here. I love the way you father as a real Brooklynite. <laughs> Only when you're parenting are you like, hey. Hey, up your nose with a rubber hose with that you know talk, in, you uh, kids. In Brooklyn, you, we fold our kids like this. You know? <laughs> yeah. hey. Anyway, oh, uh, to your point, Pete, there's two things that I wanted to mention here. First of all, I am absolutely loving this season. This season yeah. is so good. It is wild how much they are just banging through everything here in terms of the plot. We've got three episodes left, and I have no idea what's going to happen at this point. But also, I know Pete's going to take exception to this, but this legitimately, and I've talked about this on other podcasts before, is a really positive thing. I love that this episode was only 36 minutes long. Agree. The fucking time with you. I agree. It was so good because it it was a banger. It like like, got in, moved fast, and was like, that's all all we want to tell you right now. And I love the modulation on that. First of all, just because you mentioned something 
something on another podcast doesn't make it more valid. Okay. It does. Suck it. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. The more it, it times does. I mention it, the more true it becomes. Oh That's how you can't be. Take you it can't easy, be, Donald Trump. Take it easy. You can't be convicted of a crime if you mention it on another podcast. <laughs> it's like double jeopardy. I, that's also not uh, how things work. Yeah. Double yeah, jeopardy. Sure. I've gotten away apply. with a lot of crimes. I've gotten away with a lot of crimes. You guys are charged It's exactly exactly what Justin is saying. There is this like there's no fat on the boat here is that the expression in terms of how they're putting this together yeah. it's they no immediately the lock family the like the dawning realization that Bodhi doesn't just have something wrong with him but legitimately has been taken over by Dodge figuring out what's going on with the time shift key and getting the information there and then the whole siege by Captain Frederick Gideon in the second half of the episode it is tense as hell the entire yeah, time. God, yeah. And there's so many moments that happen that are just like huge action movie moments that ruled that I was like, oh, yes, while I was watching. Yeah. I just had, even with the tension, even with the horror that's going on, I had such a great time watching this. And I do think part of that is having an episode that's like 10 minutes shorter because you're cutting out all of those unnecessary scenes. Well, and it just it escalated so quickly to the point where I'm like, well, they're fucked. <laughs> There's no the the way we are mm -hmm. at the way this episode ends is like I don't know what they're going to do. They literally just run away. They don't <laughs> yeah. have Bodie. They lost Dodge, who was their ally at the end, as called by Mister Alex Zalbin, mm -hmm. uh, Mister Business uh, called it. Um, they they are without keys and without options. Um, so well, trouble and, and truly also like going back to the beginning of the episode. That technically, if you ignore the bad Bodhi of it all, now they have Tyler back. He has his memories back. It's so nice to see Tyler and Kinsey talking about stuff and figuring out stuff and working as a team here right from the beginning. And you get yeah. this feeling at the beginning of like, okay, all right, we're at full power again. This is good. Yeah. But as soon as Gideon comes in, the way that they're playing him, which I absolutely love, is – He's he's a captain of a, a redcoat brigade for the Revolutionary War. Like even if he's wandering around in, you know, with his dirty hair, like his scraggly hair and yeah. muskets and everything, these are trained soldiers who we've already yeah. seen on the show absolutely wreck the rebels in America. So like of course even with the keys, of course, two kids, a demon in a kid's body, and a formerly alcoholic mom are not going to be able to beat them. Well, all, right, all right, come on. Her alcohol has, has nothing to do with her fighting ability. You don't need to throw that in there, okay? You're, I was just giving well, yeah, I just put a little flavor on it. That's yeah, all. yeah. Uh, not nice. necessary. Uh, yeah, that's. I agree that this episode was a banger. It was an emotional roller coaster from start to finish. I had a great, unbelievable time, and I can't believe where we ended things. Um, you know, I'm not going to just sit here and celebrate how short it was. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't mind a couple minutes to breathe here and there. I'll tell you what, I wish it was 10 minutes ends. shorter. I wish it was 36 oh. minutes shorter. I oh, wish it wow. would just be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> just scream in your ear? Yeah, scream um, in my ear. Be like, great episode. Uh, the, uh, this is so much fun. It's insane to me that you're you want less of something that is so great. It's no, 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 no. I, this is lauding I, the production team here. Not to rest on this point too much, but like 
that's a level of restraint that you don't see in the streaming era. And it's impressive in terms of the storytelling and the direction, the pacing, the acting, everything. This is a positive thing. I think it's, it's putting the creative first. It's putting Mm -hmm. the story first and being like this. It's like, I don't know if you've ever read a book, not a comic book, Pete, a regular book. Some chapters are different lengths, you know, Have you ever thought about that? So I think this is a chapter in the overarching story of Lock and Key. And uh, I agree. I agree that uh, leading with creativity and letting the story kind of happen the way it's supposed to is the best way to do things. So, yes, I just think it's weird that you guys are like, it's under 40. No, it is good because everything that we know about Netflix, everything that we know about how they judge series is about number of minutes watched, right? So the not to get too technical about it, but in terms of like feeding the Netflix algorithm and everything that the company is asking you for, the thing would be to be like, let's try to shot the episode so we get more minutes there, so we get more stats in Netflix. They're also looking at completion rates, though, in terms of the season. They want to see how much of the season people watch. So certainly a shorter episode will help there, but it really is about those minutes and those hours that people are watching. So the fact that they're like, no, 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 36 minutes. And the next episode also is like 30-ish minutes is, I think, points to exactly what we're saying. They're putting the creative stuff first. Okay, let's start talking about. Let's the talk real about stuff. exactly. So, um, you talked about Gideon, and I agree. Like, <laughs> no, he needs no, to... no, 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 no. We have to go thirty-six minutes on just talking about this in our episode. <laughs> I'm nope. going to stretch it out as much as I can. Okay, it's what the Justin, people want. Let me ask you: Do you think at this point it's like broom hair? Like it's not really hair. That's it's just like where wrist. I was going. He's where I. It's, it's like they took a horse, cut its tail <laughs> off, and put it on his head. No, uh, maybe. I think what happened was they ran out of hair and there was only brooms around. So they cut some brooms and just taped it to his forehead. Are you He's talking like, about Gideon? Wait, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah Gideon. we're talking about okay. Gideon's hair. What, does someone else have uh, like straw for hair? Scarecrow yeah. head? I don't know. Yeah. There's the um, other, needs- there's the, the flunky that he has who has like straight vampire underworld villain hair with like and a straight- the sweet leather jacket. Coffee. That you never, you'll never get that off of him. He's going to yeah, die. He, he looks like he's ready to fight Kate Beckinsale any second now. Yeah. Wow. Great call. <laughs> that is what? true. Yeah, that is very true. Um, I think he needs to, Gideon needs to, he's really searching for the shampoo key, which he hopes to unlock here, which <laughs> yeah. goes right in the top of your head. conditioner, like yeah. somebody just pull inside and tell him about showers. Somebody. You turn, it, you turn it three times. <laughs> Lather, rinse, repeat. Done. <laughs> I love what Kevin Durant is doing with this character. Every single line of his delivery, beyond his hair, we can see, keep talking about his hair if you want, but every line of his delivery is so full of malice. He's hitting yeah. the perfect line between being a realistic villain and cartoon villain. Like, that's a tough thing to straddle, I think. Sure, yeah. 100%. And, and there, there's a real chance that this character could turn into, like, a mastermind. And like this, like sort of like he's got it all figured out. And I love that he's not. He's sort of a lunk. He's like a lug. He's mm-hmm. like an o- overbearing, like evil and just like driven to what he wants. But he's not like out. He's not playing a chess match with the locks. He's yeah, just well, punching. I mean, them. you sleep outside for that long and see how you're going to feel. 100%. You're going to get cranky. But my, I, I, I he do just needs love- a bed. I do love this character, and I think it's really well played. I mean, when 
he shot Bodie like I it was an oh shit moment for real. Mm-hmm. Like there, yeah. there's no villain monologue so that the team can win because he's just talking about his evil plan. Like he's making shit happen, and you gotta be quicker than this lug. Uh so yeah, it's extremely scary and extremely well played. I mean, uh, the evil Bodhi of it all, like to see him, like when he was all chained up, kind of lash out at his family was super creepy and fun. Um, Bad Bodhi. Well, uh, just to mention about that and stick on this point a little bit, we've talked a lot about Dodge and how Dodge plans. And I think there is a very clear delineation to your point of like Dodge is a little more focused in this episode in terms of planning, but is still like improvising at every moment and scattered and being like, uh, I'm going to follow this plan. No, now I'm going to follow this plan. No, now I'm going to do this plan. It's not like a big planner, but always trying to work the angles as much as possible, like a con man, while Gideon is a battering grab. Like, that is yeah. all he is. He's like, this is my goal. I'm going for it. Nobody's standing in my way. I don't care who else gets hurt. Just give me the thing that I want. And I do think... As we predicted, I think that's what leads to this team up between Dodge and the Locks this episode is knowing that Dodge Dodge has fun doing these con games. Dodge enjoys being like the meat world. Exactly. The meat world and like fucking with the meat. Like that's what Dodge likes to do. Ew. We didn't have, Don't to, say you that. have to weird uh, word it like that, bro. That was super creepy. <laughs> that's not the title of the next episode, is it? <laughs> <laughs> fucking but, with the meat. What Gideon does is doesn't want to do that. Gideon just wants to rule everything, take over everything, destroy everything, make everything his. So I love that separation between these two villains. And I do. I love this team up, too, because there's such a there's such an edge to it of we're we're not even as viewers. I didn't even necessarily as a viewer. I didn't even necessarily feel in the same place. The locks, because I think the locks, even not trusting Dodge are still being too trusting of Dodge. But as a viewer, yeah. you're like, what are you doing? Giving Dodge yeah. the alpha key. Don't do that. No, yeah. no, 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 no. This is going to yeah, go so wrong. Hard. And the fact that it doesn't, the fact that Dodge is legitimately actually on their side. And yeah. And was like, I thought the kind of time would run out at a good time for them. Not kind of like the no. worst. Worst and time. Yeah. Like the worst possible time. And then everybody's just staring at a key on the floor and Gideon just turns and picks it up and is like, now you're fucked, and everybody ran for their lives. I well, I loved. Let, sorry, go ahead, Justin. There you go. No, I was just going to say I loved how that played out. I mean, to lay down in terms of the plot, just in case people are catching up to this episode later on or something. A lot of the question in the episode is what's going on with the time shift key? How does the time shift key work? And specifically, this hourglass that is inside the clock inside of Key House. What happens when the sand rides out? Like they wow. set that up very nicely and simply yeah. towards the beginning of the episode. Eventually, Duncan calls back on his family's vacation and is like, oh, yeah, it's a fail safe. When the sand runs out, whatever happened, whatever was brought forward through time disappears so that you don't have a time paradox. And so it's even though they introduce, even though they reveal the information towards the end, it presents this literal ticket clock in terms of Bodhi, bad Bodhi, trying to use the alpha key on Gideon. And again, as a viewer, you know exactly what's going to happen at that moment. You know how this yeah. is going to go down and go wrong. And you're just like, oh, my God, I can't I can't watch <laughs> yeah. this. 
Yeah, it's great. Whoa, bad body, bamba lamba lam. I think we could say there. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I agree with you. I love this sort of theory of time travel, which we've seen hundreds of different takes on time travel. The idea of plucking someone out, uh, but they don't ever go back. Essentially, they vanish. Means that there's no paradox, but they still get to interact freely and change and uh, and do all that stuff without messing with the time stream and all that sort of. Real heady stuff. We just get to have the fun without the consequences, yeah. which is literally the almost the the theme uh, of Lock and Key. But uh, I, I was going to say, um, yeah. Gideon at the end of the episode has all the keys. Um, opens the rift. So does that mean it's time for the locks to finally go get the locks? Oh, for the Because there's keys. Okay, now they can that. get okay. all the locks out. Lock. The show's wow. called Lock and Key. That's what you've been sitting on for the past five minutes. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I've been sitting on it for five oh, minutes. Oh, man. The dad in you is really taking over. I, I, I just want to kind of talk about the evil body of it all in this episode. Like, the fact that we got to kind of see Rufus talk to his mom and explain what's happening as like also Tyler is and uh, like the family's having a meeting and kind of like getting to uh, getting to kind of know what's happening to see Bodie kind of go from pretending to like fuck all you people was awesome because of like this uh you know he's been such a fun positive thing in the show and like i was really having a hard time with it but once he was kind of like chained up i could kind of relax and enjoy the evil bodie on our team which was really nice and like bodie as usual was handling business like people were hurt and laying down and not doing stuff Bodie throws on the leg down. <laughs> it's not like they were just Kinsey, like, I, Kinsey, I think broke her leg and Nina was yeah, knocked out. At right least sprained her ankle. Ghost. Nina knocked out. Tyler, Tyler got his arm stabbed. <laughs> like a car. No one's laying down. Yeah. Don't act like we ever was well, just Bodie like was, a, was handling business is my point. And that's uh, dodge. That's dodge. And I knew I, when I was watching the episode, I was like, Pete's going to love this Bodie shit, but yeah. you're rooting for dodge. You're no, you're you love bad Bodie. You are also like as an actor, the actress who's playing the dead body who we keep looking at. And I'm just like, oh, man, she had to sit there for days. Just kind of like dear Oliveira. Yeah, yeah, I I want more from her. I thought we were going to get a switch back of bodies at some point. And I do hope we do. Uh, that'll certainly at some point we should talk about what happened to Bodhi at the end of the episode and how potentially those rules are going to work. But uh, I agree there is something very unnerving about the heroic bad Bodhi sequences, particularly when he uses the angel key, crashes through the window, saves Kinsey. That's totally like I think my reaction was like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, yeah, like hooray! What? Wait a second. Uh, is this good? I don't know if this is good. Is but, this good? Continue well, to be good. And I was surprised they were like uh, Dodge slash Bad Body was like, "Give me some keys," and they gave him the Angel Key, which is Kinsey's like signature key. A, B, mm-hmm. powerful key. But to Pete's point, Bad Body's delivering. Uh, throws coffee into the well house. Later, dude burns him up. Great. Burn. Uh, such a good that. effect. Love that yeah. effect. Um, thought that was great and gets pretty close. Besides, it gets shot, but gets pretty close to winning the day for them. 
um, in a way that I was like, wow, I can't believe we made Dodge sort of the hero who didn't quite get there in this moment. Yeah. Just to take a big step back also, what we got from Bad Bodhi in this episode is a little bit more what I think I expected in the previous episode. Like we talked about how it was very funny how rude Bodhi was, but just from Dodge's perspective, it was not hiding There's out a difference really well. between rude but cool, you know, mm-hmm. uh, versus mm-hmm. rude. The, the, the Raphael paradox. Exactly, it. exactly, as we all know. Yes. Uh, well, Here's one thing we were really missing in this episode. Hotness. Mm. There was uh, a surprising <laughs> oh, lack. I was wondering if you guys would realize <laughs> that when you're cutting the fat, guess who gets lost in that? <laughs> you didn't think we were going to realize? Josh? You didn't think we were going to realize? Yeah, like, yeah, um, that is true. Here's what I think we needed. streamline it. There's no needed, time for that guy. We needed one minute in the middle of the episode just cutting to hot Josh filling his drawer with guac. You know, just like yeah. getting one of those guac drawers going oh. there. Him just crushing another order at a local restaurant. (laughs) Like, yes, I would like some more pepper on my soup. Boom, hot. Uh, I do think we're setting that uh, sushi over here. Sorry, sushi. Yeah, there it is. Um, I think we're gonna get. I think everyone's on the run. Uh, Our remaining group. We need more numbers. Hot Josh, big candidate to join the, uh, the positive. The if you're on the run from a bunch of demons who have just opened a portal, you want to go to the hottest house in town. And that, ha- yeah. and that house, Josh has. That house is full of Josh. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the hot house is full of Josh. Oh uh, we should also probably talk about, we didn't really mention the Ellie and Rufus stuff in here. This was another thing that I felt was corrective of one of my concerns about the previous episode. Like I had talked a little bit about why doesn't Rufus just say something to Ellie? Are we going to sit on this for a while? And pretty immediately in this episode, Ellie is like, what are you doing, Rufus? This is not you. Come on, tell me the truth about what's happening. And I appreciated the fact that Rufus, after a lot of nudging from Ellie, did tell him they tried to figure out a way around it. And now they're headed there as well. So I think, in full honesty, I don't think they're actually going to head to Hot Josh's house. I think the surviving locks are going to end up in the car with Ellie and Rufus. So you that know what I'm worried about? Get together. What I'm worried about is as they're driving up, they're going to be kind of like running on this side of the road. They're going to be like, hey, we're over here. And they look over there and drive straight into the portal. You know what I mean? Like the old not paying attention where you go and drive into a portal move. Oh, yeah. Old prediction. Yeah. The portal drive. So the the locks are running away from the house. Just to get this clear, the locks are running away from the house. They're like, I don't know, 100, 200 feet, maybe half a mile away. Yeah, Ellie yep. and Rufus see them and are like, cartoon style. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, for maybe just... a solid minute, two minutes of the episode, end over end, smash through the house and go to the portal in the center of the house. No, like a Toots is the driving cat sketch from SNL, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. what you're saying. A to- yeah. We're in a Toots is situation here. I'm just I'll, saying you're I'll tell you what, one I agree with you. I, yeah. I think that's exactly what's going to happen, Pete. No, I'm Going hoping that the, they'll pick them up and be able to drive them away from the giant growing portal. Yes. I I also, on that note, loved – I think we were predicting this from, I want to say, the trailer episode, honestly. But like, Oh, we should talk mm, about the trailer. We should I talk remember about that. the trailer episode. Uh, the – I love that they got to this three episodes before the end. Like, again, this is season finale material or second to last episode material. We got three episodes left. They've already opened up the portal in the middle of Matheson. It's crazy. It's great. Um, It does. uh, It it puts 
the Rufus storyline, Rufus, Rufus's whole power here was like he knew that Bodhi uh, was Dodge. And then immediately that's gone. <laughs> so I thought that was going to be more of a thing. And we were going to get Rufus coming through Squadron Strange. Hey, big hero moment. He's still going to save the day. Don't you worry about it. I, I, I'm sure I'm actually, I think that it's there. Ellie and Rufus are the characters that have been operating on the side that haven't really been involved, but though we've seen a lot of, like we've got a whole scene. Was it last episode or the one before with Ellie going into the school, the Academy and just being told like, you don't belong here overhearing the conversation, her walking out, yeah. like being pushed to leave town. Um, and she's a character that, you know, I don't know. I don't know where her place is. Does she survive this season? Uh, does yeah. she sacrifice herself for Rufus? Like, I, I don't know. But uh, I think I'll, Rufus will have a hero moment coming. Yeah, up. I yeah. definitely agree about Rufus' hero moment. Just to throw out a wild theory for Ellie, given that she was tricked and thrown into the demon portal by Dodge, what if we get a moment where she does it by choice? Whether it's to get revenge on Dodge, push Dodge through the demon portal at the end of the season, or honestly, Gideon, like, to save Rufus and to save everybody. And she's like, no, I'm going to sacrifice myself to save everybody. And then Rufus lives with the Locke family. He gets to stay in Matheson. So we get that move there, sort of that double move of that sad sacrifice. I hear what you're saying, but what I'm hoping happens is that she does, like, a deke move because she's been down this road before and knows how tricky the portal is and is able to kind of push Gideon and save herself. Hmm. Um, I do think that one reason to maybe um, keep her in the mix is to have um, sort of that ability to go back to the Tempest um, flashback, which <laughs> oh, okay. I no no Gordy sighting in this episode. So I'm a little worried that we're not going to get it. Yeah. What I'm worried about is we're not going to get to see anybody enjoy some amazing chowder is what I'm worried about. Yeah, I'm really oh, worried we're getting about chowder. <laughs> we're getting chowder. Chowder's going to be, once they win, they're going to celebrate it's sort of um, halal cart style. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shawarma. Yeah, shawarma scene. Everybody That's sitting around be. with some nice hot chowder. Oh, man. Uh, be nothing so better after Great a stuff. battle. Yeah. Sweat still on your brow. Hot, creamy clam chowder. <laughs> Open the chowder drawer again because it's time to celebrate. We just got a victory. Come on, get some oysters. So many other great moments in the episode that we should probably call out. But one awful moment, uh, I don't know how you guys felt about this, but Bodhi breaks his Nintendo Switch in half, which was very hard to watch. Tragic. Also, talk about a bad plan. Everyone was like, yo, what, dude? What are you talking about? (laughs) And that's what I feel like they were like, thumbs up with this kid. He snapped his Switch in half. You know how you'd have to drop, how hard you have to drop it to make that happen? Um, And that's where I feel like Dodge showed that that she doesn't know how meat people talk. Well, that was such a fun moment because he was like looking at this and being like, what is this thing? I'll just break it, you know? And it was like, because they all know how important a Nintendo Switch is to a kid, like mm-hmm. that was a huge clue that someone threw it across the room like that. But also the fact that it was snapped, and then he say he threw it across the room and it broke in half. Right, that's, that's not horrible. Suspect. Yeah, that's suspect. Not suspect. Yeah. Very. Wow, suspect. What a da- I would say parent though, instincts. The though watching that was awful, but not as bad as like watching somebody rip comics in half. That is that is worse for me. Mm-hmm. But I can. So, you know, the switch heads out there, I'm sure we're like, oh, my dear Lord, why? It was pretty terrible. A couple of other things that I really liked. Love the callback where Kinsey and Tyler 
figure out what's going on with Dodge's body. And Kinsey says it looks like a sock without a foot in it, which is a callback yes. to season one. That was very nice. Love the icing of the bedroom at that point, too, from yep. Ghost yeah. Bodie. Um, also, just so many different deliveries from Bad Bodie, from Jackson Robert Scott throughout the episode. His line where he says, so no tacos then. Very funny. (laughs) I actually like Meat World. And then I think it's when he crashes through the window and he says, BRB, and then flies out again. Very fun. It's great. It felt like they successfully married the danger of bad Bodie with the fun of regular Bodie Mm -hmm. and had this sort of whole new character that you're rooting for is evil, but also is fun, uh, which I think is, I would have never predicted that. Um, I wanted to shout out two things. First off, too much reliance on the janky. I've been saying this for a while, and it really bites him in the ass. That's not a good weapon. It's shooting also, a chain. It, is this your first time wearing the Hercules belt? You got to protect the key on the top of it. I mean, come on. Yeah, tuck to put the shirt over top. Yeah, of it, exactly. Don't. I just appreciate leave what it you guys there. are saying. I thought all of these battle feints and parries were so well played out. It's good. I love the move, and I should have seen this coming. But like when the soldiers are first invading the house, and Nina is hiding. And then the soldier just stops, drops his yeah. gun, and turns around, and it turns out Tyler is using the music box key. So cool. cool. Then Nita jumps so out cool. with the chain key. Great stuff. Their plan yeah. was good. Good plan. But I, good. I also love it, and you mentioned this earlier, Alex, that Dodge, throughout the first two seasons, and even in this season, is playing a game with the locks. Like, there's some thrill in it for Dodge in any capacity to sort of outplay them, beat them, destroy them. I mean, it's like... Gideon isn't playing... Let me just finish. Gideon isn't playing a game. Gideon's like grabbing keys and moving on because, like you said, Gideon's just a a blunt object soldier who doesn't give a shit about anything, doesn't take pleasure in it. Yeah. I think that's a cool distinction. Yeah, it's like Dodge is playing Pokemon Go, trying to collect them all, and, uh, you know, Gideon's Mm. playing uh, uh, Doom or, you know, first-person shooter just fucking shit up. So I I, I just want to And ironically collecting them all. Yeah, well, that's true as well. (laughs) But, like, uh, as far as the kind of, like, attack scene where they're going through the house... Wait, can I... Sorry, just to stay on this metaphor. So it's a little more like Dodge is casually playing Pokemon Go on the phone every now and again, but Gideon Mm -hmm. is one of those guys in, like, the height of Pokemon Go in, like, 2016, where they had, like, 80 phones lined up in front of them or were playing the games all at the same time. Is that a little, yeah, little you, more? Yeah, you're talking about well, you, you mean. Yeah, you. Well, no, no. If we're going to talk I'm about kidding. Zelbin, I got a perfect one. It, it's like uh, oh, when Zelbin first started playing Pokemon Go, and I had to watch <laughs> ahead of him on the sidewalk so he wouldn't run into people. But then when I got real bad is when he came to visit me in my house and walked by a whole park and didn't even notice. Wow. I love that you guys used to go on walks together or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's cute. Um, The other thing I wanted to say about this television show, Lock and Key. uh, Are we still talking about that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's Pokemon go back to what we're supposed to be talking (laughs) about. Okay, good. Yeah. I was saying like when they were racing through the house and we got to see Kinsey's uh, extra bathroom was really nice. I really liked that she did that. But when they we, ran through... I just want to clarify. I want to clarify. I know you're making a joke here, but we had Meredith Averill, one of the two showrunners uh, yeah. of Lock and Key on the podcast, and she clarified for us that it's not an extra bathroom. It's a pass-through bathroom that they both share. Yeah, it's a so. shared bathroom. Yeah, oh, it's 
shout out to that. Super, I love that that somehow nice. has come up. We talk about that bathroom more than a lot of other stuff on this. <laughs> well, also um, when they were running through the house and the, like those portraits were on the wall, super creepy. I was, uh, I never kind of really noticed the creepy portraits before. Oh yeah. So. There was a portrait of Chamberlain lock that they yeah. passed by, which seemed yeah. like a little teaser that we're probably going to see him again at some point. I, hope I so. think, yeah, I think we got to get in the spe- the inevitable Sparrow episode. I think Chamberlain's going to be the one who's guiding there. Well, to that point, and I think this is a good place to wrap up, let's talk about what we think happened here at the end of the episode. So the sand runs out. Bodie, Dodge and Bodie's body disappears. We don't get to see what happens with Dodge's body necessarily, but... I think everything doesn't exactly reset, right? Like those things disappear and we're just going to have kind of ghost Bodhi out there. Does that seem accurate to you, Pete? Well, what I think is happening is as the sand runs out, enter the Sandman plays and instead Mm -hmm. of Mariano Rivera running out, you get Bodhi who's going to come running out through the ghost door and he's Mm going to rejoin the family. Yes. I get that uh, you're joking there, but I think, I think even though it would make a little more sense for like, Bodhi is back with the ghost back in his body and Dodge is back in time, just in terms of resetting a paradox. I do think what we're actually going to get is Dodge's body is gone. Bodhi's body is gone. Bodhi is left without a body and is just a ghost at this point. Yeah, I think it's going to be ghost Bodhi still and they got to figure out a way to kind of get them. Well, and I I think there is a very specific path there. This is getting into spoilers for the comic that we talked about before on the podcast, but I will tease that the next episode is titled free bird. So I think we're going to get some uh, bird stuff next episode. How are we going to get like a sick guitar solo? You know what I mean? (laughs) That's funny. That's one thing I would hope does not happen. Um, I I'm curious where they're going to, like you were just saying, where are we going to get a Bodhi body? Uh, Bodie body, yeah, exactly. Bodie body, because what we need. Because I don't think he's back in time, isn't it? I don't know Bo- if it's back in time. Bodie's body is back in time, but is Bodie's body back when Bodie's body comes back to Bodie? Nice. We'll cut the we'll pauses out at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. uh, <laughs> the uh, dude post. <laughs> well, d- presumably Dodge's body is still there. So is Bodie just going to be Dodge? Whoa. We can change. Because that's an Change extra body. Dodgy, dodgy body feeling naughty. Bodie body <laughs> back in time. Yeah. Nice spot. <laughs> Alex is having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> the episode is too short. And he's too happy. <laughs> you guys, are you guys spelling quack? I'm spelling quack. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's oh, no. traditional uh, stroke oh, smell. Because uh, we could change Dodge's face, right? Change okay. the shape to become right. a Bodie. But, uh, one option. Bodie's body could come. They could do a time shift. And um, have Bodhi live in a body that they have to keep resetting. Mm. Uh, I I like the idea that Dodge's body is still there, even though it doesn't logically make sense to me. But I like the idea that Dodge's body is there. As you're saying, they use the anywhere key to change, not the anywhere key, the identity key to change Dodge's body back into Bodhi's body. And that's how Bodhi's body back. Bodhi body back. I agree. That's an option. Bodhi could, um, we could create an echo and put the real Bodhi into an echo. Ooh, uh, and Bodhi just can't go in the Or, or just let him die, in. you know, man Just like no, let him be a ghost and just They could go right, body Pete? shopping They just go body shopping, you know what I mean? Like walk around a mall to see which body Bodhi oh, wants yeah, the lock should that. kidnap some random <laughs> Some <laughs> random, you know what I mean? That's a good <laughs> idea Well, I mean, they could go I mean, Bath and Body Works, it's right in the name right, That's where you yeah, can yeah. 
get this bodies. Is this is good stuff. Before we wrap up here, uh, Justin, it looks like you wanted to talk about something else. There's one other thing I want to say about the episode. I love there's the scene after uh, I think Kinsey hurts her ankle and she's sort of crawling away mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, that's a horror movie shot. That's like a splattering two reference around Kin- uh, Kinsey trying to escape this horror moment. I thought that was a cool little like uh, micro homage in the yeah, middle of the episode. That was. Yeah, that was cool. I thought. Um, yeah, I love how this episode was shot. I love how it was paced. Let's talk about the key moments of the episode. Pete, what's your key moment? I think the key moment is going to be the uh, body body situation. So the fact that uh, we've got Dodge's body um, uh, going to be key for Bodie getting a body. <laughs> Yeah, we got to stop saying uh, are, these words. Are strokes <laughs> contagious? Because I think Pete's got one now. Um, I think the key the key moment here is understanding the time shift key. I think we're not done with it yet for this season. I think we're going to see it used again here. I mean, to, once you pop, you can't stop. Um, yeah, they have to f- figure out Gideon a little bit more. Maybe that's through traveling through time and uh, observing, seeing what's happening a little closer to the comics. I also think um, as much as we joke about Hot Josh being important, he hasn't done a ton um, in the show in general and in this Which season. Well, it's important in that I think he he does need to have a role. And I think his connection to the revolutionary war has got to come in handy here it's such a specific thing that we've seen over two seasons i feel like um that is going to be something we're going to see in the next couple episodes and this is an easy one but to add on to what you guys are saying because i agree those are definitely key moments Gideon opened the portal. That's the big ending, ah. climactic, apocalyptic no, event of the entire no, season. What if they just don't, don't ever see it? They like, don't refer to it. Yeah, they they move to away. another town yeah, exactly. and occasionally – They move to Montana with Carly. Mm. Everyone oh, gets yeah. a job building houses and they just read the news about a widening portal across the Massachusetts uh, <laughs> what a, sea What area. an ending. What an yeah, ending yeah. to the show it could be. If you'd like to support this podcast and other podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Lock and Key, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow this show at Lock and Key Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, keep it locked right here. Ironically, this episode is 36 minutes as well. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.